0: Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. The views and opinions stated in this podcast are that of the host and their guests. They are not the views and opinions of the network Creative Brain Candy. Hey, welcome back to the Stay Wild Trauma Child podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Stephanie, and let me fill you in on how things go around here. Jamie and I aren't for the faint of heart. We cuss like sailors and have a dark sense of humor, so if either of those things bother you, this definitely isn't going to be the show for you. Also, we talk about highly sensitive topics, so this is your trigger warning that we will be talking about sudden loss, grief, domestic violence, and murder. Also, as a reminder, we are not medical professionals. I thought you were just pissed off that I said that because your face froze and you were like,
1: (laughs) no, the (laughs) cube... i was like then i could say she finally came out of the closet and then your face froze and i was like it's just a joke
0: say that for me more than you it's the fucking (laughs) the program froze so i had no idea what you said
1: (laughs) my heart's racing i was listening for footsteps i was like should i lock my bedroom door (laughs) she's going to kill me
0: there wouldn't be a podcast episode if we didn't have technical difficulties apparently
1: I took my phone off Wi-Fi.
0: Hopefully that helps. Um, I don't think my mine's usually not on it. But <clears throat> all right, so moving on. Oh, the lovely topic we are discussing tonight,
1: and maybe not qualified to discuss.
0: I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> uh. Becoming more qualified each day. Yes. The process of trusting yourself and trusting others. Yes. Oh,
0: fun times. Fun fucking times.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily call it fun, but you know,
0: it's been a learning
1: experience. Oh, absolutely. And I think trusting yourself really starts with taking into account everything that you have experienced. Oh, definitely. Just, you know, taking notes, sitting back and taking a mental gander at everything you've had to go through. (laughs) You should see her face at everything Mm -hmm. you have had to go through and overcome and how you have handled things. And I think where people get it fucked up is they look at all of these things That they have mishandled and all of the mistakes they've made. And they come to this conclusion that they're like, oh, I am not equipped to handle anything. I do not trust myself. I am not qualified to make these decisions. Yep. And I think the major shift that had to happen in my mind was that I had to do a lot of self-work and self-realization. And like write down what I have learned from my mistakes and how I have grown from them in order to be able to trust myself in certain situations or tasks or everything, you know, just how I've become better at even little functions in life tasks, daily things up to the big things, bigger things.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, self-trust starts with something as small as, you know, wanting to get up earlier every day Mm -hmm. and having a better routine. You know, the more you fail at making that habit stick, you don't trust yourself. So then you feel like, well, if I can't even make that work, how am I going to make, you know, going after that big promotion at work? You know, how am I going to go after that? Or how am I going to know that the next time I decide to start dating, I'm not going to fall into the same patterns of, that same type of person that you know, I'm going to be able to trust myself that I'm making better educated decisions and choices for my life. It's hard, because it takes practice. You have to be willing to make those choices and fail, because we're still going to fail, even if you've tried. But you just have to hope that with each lesson, you've actually learned from the lesson and you don't just keep repeating the same lesson, because then you're never going to fucking trust yourself because you just are stuck in a fucking cycle.
1: <laughs> well, some people struggle with things more than others. And oh, some people are going to fail repeatedly. You just have to find the strength to pick yourself back up and say, I'm going to try again. I did a little better than last time. Find something positive
0: in the experience. The biggest oh. issue with the word failure is it has such a negative connotation to it. Failure is not always a bad thing. Sometimes a failure happens to keep you from getting something you're not supposed to actually have in life
1: or to protect you from something yeah, that you exactly.
0: never,
1: And you don't want to know the outcome. Yeah, what and, it would may,
0: and nine out of 10 times, there's a better opportunity out there. You know, maybe you didn't get that promotion at work because you know what, there's actually a better job out there for you. There's a better opportunity somewhere else. It may not come to you in the next day or so, but maybe in the next month maybe in the next year you know it's a lot of just have to trust your
1: trust your trust the process and trust your skills Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i think what did i i saw this of course it was a TikTok. i feel like i reference one in every single episode (laughs) but this woman was saying she struggles with extreme depression and she struggled with keeping up with her house, um, and she was like, "How I got better at this." I'm totally gonna misquote this because that's what I do. It's like a hobby of mine to misquote TikToks. Um, but what she said was that she kept trying this affirmation that's like, "I am," um, what did she say? "I am clean." Like, "I am this." "I am that." And she said she found herself not being able to believe those things at all. And so it was easier for her to believe and easier to start with when you're healing and when you're not trusting yourself, not liking yourself, still in that kind of beating yourself up for all the mistakes you've made or make every single day in your eyes. Um, She said, I trust that I am capable of doing the best that I can with what with the situation I am in and
0: with with what is provided for me or something along the lines of that. I like that. I think a lot of people have trouble with affirmations because they feel like everything has to be like I am. Mm-hmm. And it's already like solid because you're supposed to fully believe that you're already there and you've achieved it. And that's how you're supposed to manifest it and this, that and the other. But it's okay to be a work in progress it's okay to say i am working on i am like you said i am trying to be capable or i trust that i am capable to da 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 da. like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a solidified i am strong i am clean i am this i am that like the whole point is to be a work in progress that's how you learn to trust yourself nobody Like they say, nobody becomes a fucking expert or the greatest at something by doing it one time. You know what I mean? Like athletes literally fail all the time. Even the greatest athletes in the world have failed time and time and time and time again to get to where they are. The difference between them and the guy who didn't make it or girl who didn't make it is they didn't give up. Mm -hmm. You can't give up. And sometimes maybe you have to give up on that certain goal because that goal is just not meant for you. Like certain things you can give up on because it's just not meant for you. But that doesn't mean you give up on yourself and you don't Like I'm never
1: going to be a professional backup dancer for Justin Bieber. (coughs) And that's okay. I I had to accept that at 16.
0: He would put a restraining order on you. So there's like way more into that than just your dancing skills.
1: Oh my God, if we get a letter suing us from Haley Bieber, I'm going to be very happy that they know I exist. Um, Frame it. (laughs) Nobody heard this. I did not have a low key obsession with Justin Bieber from a very young age. And I do not, as a grown ass woman, have an obsession with Justin Bieber. She's lying. No, I'm not.
0: Their first step to knowing you have a problem, Jane, is what? Denial. and new no. <laughs> yeah. all those books all those 120 books she said she was going to buy last episode no listen i
1: have read excuse me miss ma'am <laughs> i have read four chapters since the last episode of various books so like it's one not chapter of, the of same book. book i can't i just rotate sometimes i don't feel like reading about all the ways i was fucked up in my childhood so You know, I want to read something about how it's good to see myself again. Yes, I'm still reading that damn book from like months ago, but judging, I
0: haven't finished mine.
1: Um, I think that I think that trusting yourself also, like going back to trusting yourself and affirmations, is that if you can find little things that you've done better at when you attempted whatever you attempted again, even if it's every day, like. If you can find little things that you got better at Sorry. when you write those things down, God bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. I don't know. Anyways. So, tight. Oh, my God. New memory unlocked. I got in trouble for saying tight when I was a child because it did not. I, it, it. I just referred myself as it. Oh, my God. I need to go to therapy. I need to go. Um. <laughs> i got in trouble for saying tight" because it wasn't god bless you have i ever told you that no y'all she
0: just unlocked another level of trauma
1: i know i unlocked (laughs) another one last night do you know okay this story time just squirrel brief moment do you know what my mother and her friends used to call me as a joke and they thought it was totally innocent but like I just remembered this last night. They used to snap their fingers and laugh from the living room and they would call me loin.
0: Yeah, you like did fruit tell of me my that. loin.
1: And they would, <laughs> well, okay, I guess I had briefly forgotten it before last night because I was like, what the fuck did they call me? What? I knew they had call me something, but I couldn't remember what it was. Loin. Fucking a genital part is what I was referred to as a child. Snapping your fingers and laughing from the other room. Anyways, going back well, to Well, this afternoon. is why we're here. <laughs> i feel like yes (laughs) so i feel like if you write down all the reasons that you trust yourself identifying small things that you've overcome or gotten better at and then you say those things to yourself you know i trust that i can blah i trust that i and just remind remind yourself of the pros to kind of start i not the pros kind of like a pros and cons list but write an entire list of why you trust yourself. It's not like a pros and cons list at all. Jesus Christ, Jamie. Write an entire list of why you trust yourself and then kind of merge that list into shorter, simpler phrases that you can say as affirmations. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, obviously, you don't want to say, I trust that I can scrub the kitchen floor better than I did yesterday as an affirmation. It's just, you know,
0: I mean, but maybe, instead, maybe. Maybe if you clean houses for a living, you do want that as an affirmation.
1: There you go, Miranda. Who
0: are you um, to judge?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <clears throat>
1: but maybe something like, I trust that I can be more thorough each time I try something. What?
0: Or <clears throat> maybe you could stop putting so many words in the sentence. <laughs> I can't. It's impossible. I can say that, like, I trust... Myself to make better decisions. I trust myself
1: to scrubbing I was scrubbing the, what? I was scrubbing the for, for, floor <laughs> words are hard more thoroughly a better decision I mean I guess it is a better
0: decision <laughs> <laughs> why are you talking about being better at scrubbing the floor? Is that because you because that's that where today? we started
1: that's why I said that's why I said maybe instead of being super specific like make it a little bit more generic.
0: Well, Because so you're going to write problem. a whole long
1: list of things you've gotten kind of better at.
0: But so, like, take into consideration wanting to lose weight. I trust that I can make healthy food decisions or better food decisions. I trust that I can get myself to drink eight glasses of water a day, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it does have, have to be specific to what your goal is. You know, because, but I think the big issue I know personally for myself, like when I'm trying to change things, I want to change too many things at once. Mm -hmm. So then I get overwhelmed and I give up because instead of being like, okay, I'm going to focus on working out four times a week. I'm like, I got to work out and I got to drink protein and I can only eat between seven and five. And I, then I have to fucking do cardio and I have to do this and I have to do that and Then it's like, well, I don't want to do any of that. So instead Mm -hmm. of being like, all right, I'm just going to start with my workouts and get that going, getting into a routine of the workouts. And then I'll, in a month, I will start meal prepping my breakfasts and getting that going on and so on and so forth.
1: Well, I think this goes back to the conversation you and I were having, and I don't remember much of it. I remember the part where you were like, I hope you don't think that I was like insulting you. And I was like, no, I don't take it that way at all. And you were standing in the kitchen.
0: When was this? And time? I was
1: standing. I remember when, like, what happened and where we were standing. I just can't remember the entire conversation, but the essence of it oh. was that I was like talking about how I was focusing on just a small handful of my priorities and how nothing else. And if this isn't what I said, then here's a revamped version because I've thought about this um, and how nothing else is really mattering to me much right now. Like friendships are on the back shelf, not all friendships, but friendships are on the back or in the back seat because I've learned throughout my life, I've always tried to maintain what was before when I was trying to work on something and that just, just doesn't work for me and it sucks and it's not going to be like this forever, but in order for me to become a better mom, like I need to solely focus on that. And there was a few other things that I was wanting to work on that we were talking about. So I was like, I'm focusing on this, this and this. And once this becomes a part of my daily routine and it becomes, and it becomes a second nature and it's easy to me, then I'm going to add something. Mm -hmm. I have put no time loan on it. It's not next month. I'm going to start doing something. It's just when Jamie feels that this is a part of her routine, then I will try and tackle the next thing.
0: Yeah. And, and that's taking that's huge. so
1: much pressure off of me. Like yeah. and I've noticed that <laughs> things have just started to become a part of my daily routine. Like, and I also don't set myself up for failure. I'm not like I don't set goals. And I know that sounds really weird. I do set goals but in a different way. So I'm like, I'm going to drink water today. Period. Period. Like I'm just going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I get my water out, I set it right on the counter next to my coffee. And I find that just doing that instead of saying, I'm going to drink four of these motherfuckers today. Yeah. I end up drinking two or three of them. If I just say, I'm just going to drink water today instead of because it takes the pressure off, right? Yeah. And that doesn't work for everyone, but it's kind of what I've learned has worked for me. Like I've moved, I've removed all distractions, even if not all of them, I've removed a lot of distractions.
0: Mm hmm. Um, Um, my coach had told me once that like the do or die mentality doesn't work for me. That like putting myself in the do or die, like I have to do this or else does not work for me. And I always thought it did, but I've come to realize that it really doesn't. And a lot of people have to figure out what works best for you. Like you have to figure out your system. And a lot of times it comes down to like breaking down your goals into like smaller, like you're saying, I'm just going to drink water today. And then maybe eventually the the goal will be that you're going to drink a gallon of water a day, but maybe that'll be a year from now. But right now you're just trying to focus on even drinking four ounces of water a day because, you know, four years ago, that would have been a miracle for you to drink that much
1: water in a day. It really (laughs) would. Like, and people will listen to some people listen to this and scoff and it's like, no, you have no idea. You know, some people, things come naturally to them. Steph is really, really good about drinking her water. It's just a part of her routine already. For me personally, it never has, never was. um, And now I'm like, okay, I need to. And where was I going with this? Because I heard Jaiselyn come in the front door. Um, We're going to have another episode of Gentle Parenting here in three, two, one. (laughs) Damn it. Squirrel brain. Stuff is really good. Some people are going to listen to that and scoff, but you have no idea where people are coming from and how they were raised and what things were set up for them or how things were set up for them and how their brain is literally wired. I was reading this amazing chapter in, um, what is that damn book I was reading? What is it called? Everyone's reading it right now. The body keeps score. And it was talking about how the different parts of your brain are formed and when and what they're in charge of. And episode of Gentle Parenting. Please pause. Jace, I'm recording right now, babe. It's okay. Well, look at that turnaround in just one episode. Look at those (laughs) listening skills. See, it does work, folks. (laughs) She just said, oh, sorry, and walked away. Now she's probably going to come to
0: Steph, but let's not. Jinx well, it. who else? She knows I'm on the podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> May not that it stopped her doesn't. before, but
1: <clears throat> like Steph could be. Steph was raised an entirely different way than I was. So, um, you've talked about like struggling to lose weight before, and for all intents and purposes, let's just say, you know, like when you were a child. Now this isn't. This is not fact. We're giving this is like example hypothetical Hypothetical example here Steph's mom loved her through food and she just fed her and fed her and fed her and food was comfort right and so now that Steph might not think that rationally now in her adult brain but like in her damn it I can't remember limbic brain I think it's called a limb it's like your secondary it's the one that's formed that is like your core like what you go to like that's just your um like a core belief type thing Not a core belief, but it's what you do without thinking. It's a habit. It's a built-in habit. Subconscious habit. Subconscious habit, right? And so drinking water was never... I saw my mom doing it, but I was never... It was never like pushed to be a part of my routine. So that's something Mm -hmm. that's really hard for me to do. And some people are like, well,
0: that's just an excuse. And it's like, yes, it is. But... No, Matt was the same way. I mean, getting that kid to drink any water was ridiculous i mean i literally had to buy him a freaking half gallon water bottle so that he would drink water he had then, and he then put we, 18 liquid ivs in it but
1: yeah and then once you realize that you're like oh my god holy shit i have to like remind my children to do x y and D- z as every single day so this becomes a part of their lifelong daily habits and they don't have to like make this a thing when they're an adult. Like it's not such a struggle to drink water or to brush your teeth every day or to wash your body parts in the right way. Like there's just so many little things.
0: Yeah. I mean, trust has a lot to do with your confidence too. Like they go hand in hand because the more you trust yourself, the more confident you become, but your confidence definitely is enrooted in how You're raised. You can definitely tell the kids who are super confident because their parents are always encouraging. They always push them healthy. They encourage them to try to to try new words are hard. Yes, they are. They encourage them to try new things, to put themselves out there. They don't ever say, oh, no, you don't you don't want to do that. Like, what, what if it doesn't go well? Like, they encourage you like, good job, dude. Like, you did it. Might not have been your best shot, but, like, you did it. We're going to work on it, and we're going to do it even better the next time. Like You tried, and I'm proud of you for trying. Yeah, and you should be proud of yourself. That is something, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed that, that I've started saying, instead of saying, I'm proud of you, because it really doesn't fucking matter if I'm proud of you for doing something. But, like, yesterday in the conversation, I said to you, I hope you are proud of yourself. I did notice that, and it felt weird. Because... I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw something about like you. It hit a mommy issue deep down. If you always say that you are proud of someone, that makes them have to take. They're always going to look like that. Fuck. The glitching is real today. (laughs) (laughs) We really decided to do a podcast on a bad brain day. Mm -hmm. That's okay. It's going to be great. People love it. But you are always going to look the validation from the outside because you always need somebody to look at you and say i am proud of you instead of being able to say no bitch i'm fucking proud of myself because i did that all by my fucking self like so that's so interesting when i read that i was like damn and i know a lot of people who have been like that matt was like that matt always wanted the outside validation
1: oh my god i'm like that when i texted you the other day i was like i have done all the emotional labor on this one (laughs) i don't need your validation i don't know if i said that to you or to nelly
0: but no you didn't say that to me i said it to nelly i was like i don't need your validation but so and i've noticed it changes the tone of people's like it may i guess it makes you feel a little makes you stand a little taller when somebody's like i hope you are proud of what you did I didn't fucking do it. You did it. So you're the one who deserves the recognition. And that helps build your self-trust because you're like, oh, I did this. I did this on my own. I made that decision. It ended up well. So the next time I make a decision, hopefully I'm going to have a similar outcome. And then it builds your confidence.
1: So if you think about the phrase, I'm proud of you, does it feel a little authoritarian? authoritarian? I'm trying to use big words on a bad brain day. <laughs> but like a little like yeah. the person saying it to you is on a moral high ground. Like I'm proud that you accomplished this. Like I'm better than you in a sense. Like
0: to, I'm not saying this right. But I get. I totally get where you're coming from because I can see how that comes across. And I know that's not what – I don't know. And maybe it was what the intent behind that phrase is. But I don't – I think when most people say I'm proud of you – it's with the intent of, like, you did an awesome job. Like, that makes me so happy for you. But but you're right. It never I never felt it, that way. I think it definitely has the connotation of, like, almost like, well, you finally did something right for once. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, whereas, high five, you kicked ass, I hope you are proud of yourself. Yeah, because like, you whereas, did the hard work.
1: When you say I hope you are proud of yourself, it feels like you're coming from a place of equality almost. Like like you're the teammate there. Cause when you said it to me, I was like, That's fucking weird. I am proud of myself. Why does that feel like a very good compliment? And I don't feel uncomfortable right now. Because whenever somebody says, like, I'm so proud of you, Nailed I get defensive. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I get defensive when people say I'm proud of you. I'm like, why? Because I finally fucking did something. I finally, finally did something right with my life.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think it's also because it's almost like it it either, like you said, they feel like, well, you finally just did something, or it's like about time you did something, or it's like you did what I can do easily. That, or like you owed it to them. Is that how it feels when somebody says, I'm proud of you, like you owed it to them? No, that's never how it's felt for me, but I can definitely see how that could come across that
1: way. I like, I know what I want to say and I can't get the I'm proud of you has always felt like a parent talking to me. And because I have mommy and daddy issues, it automatically feels like they're talking down to me.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. I think it also definitely depends on who it's coming from. And what your relationship is because will told me he was proud of me and all the growth that i've made over the last year and it doesn't feel maybe
1: <laughs> maybe maybe because like you and will's friendship because like the brief amount of time i've talked to him just like the vibe and the aura that he gives off as a human being mm-hmm. it doesn't it wouldn't come across like that to me either if he said that Perfect example perfect example ed when ed says it to me it's so genuine and he grabs me by my shoulder and he looks me in my eyes and when i hear it from ed for all those who are listening that is dad number two um he <laughs> don't have to laugh that hard stuff <laughs> <laughs> hi ed I, what i hear what i hear is i'm proud to call you my daughter so mm-hmm. maybe when Will says it to you, it's I'm proud to call you my friend, even though what he's saying is I'm proud of you. Yes. But like, yeah. when some people say it, like, fucking people on the internet. I'm like, you don't know me? Get off my purse. <laughs> there you go, Kyle. It's, I'll have to tell you the story later. I don't know. It's some parody, and that's something my family has said forever. I don't know. And it's like, I don't know you. You mm-hmm. don't know me well enough to be proud of me. Like, it just feels weird. It feels disingenuine. It feels... Ugh.
0: Okay, this is what it is. It came to me. When somebody says, I am proud of you for your accomplishment, it almost feels like they're taking the power out of the work you did and claiming it as their own. Ooh. Yeah, that's the perfect description. She nailed it. We can move on Woo-hoo! to the next even on a glitching day
1: <laughs> she did it sometimes it just takes a little longer you should trust that the thought will always come to you
0: trust the process <laughs> um, people are gonna be like can you guys record on a fucking bad brain day more often because y'all are even more of a hot mess and you're funnier <laughs> Something like that <laughs> At least I think we're funnier. And, you know, Steph had her mental
1: breakdown last week. And I had my mental breakdown two days ago. So I think we're thinking a little bit more clearly. Mm -hmm. But also not at the same time.
0: I had a mental breakdown
1: last week. I mean... (sighs) Slightly. Lots of anxiety.
0: Mm. Lots of feelings. The Saturday before that. Yeah, no, the the breakdown actually happened before all that shit came to light. But thank you, Full Moon, for bringing... The shadows to light.
1: Yeah. Thank you. No, I'm not thankful. I'm not fucking thankful. Mercury was already drinking Gatorade. I did not need a full moon after That's that. Right. Like, we just needed a few days. Like, goddamn. Like, right. it had only been, what? It was the 18th full moon was yesterday. That's two, days. That's two days. That's two days of a break. That's all right. I told you I was on my Lizzo shit today, so I'm good.
0: Woohoo!
1: <laughs> I that bleached. Was yesterday. The house and mopped the floors, and I cleaned every uh, reorganized the f- freezer and pantry.
0: Now, you guys know on, why Jamie's affirmations have to do with cleaning the house. I was on my Mr. Clean shit today. <laughs> you was uh, Mrs. Doubtfire?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, that's legitimately what I looked like.
0: Hello. <laughs> <sighs> no, but um, honestly, I'm, <laughs> you know what? It's funny. To bring that all up because that's a whole other topic of conversation of trust and we have been in a situation myself for the last 14 months you for you know almost just as long where we've really had to evaluate the people we trust in our lives after everything we've been through
1: I think mine I completely agree with you but I think that the lack of trust because I was really thinking about this because we were talking about trusting other people and I'm like I don't I don't know what is broken inside of me yet but I just continue to trust people and I trust everyone and I overtell my business and I overshare And it was kind of funny because I was watching the new episodes of You on Netflix. And this guy was trying to get him to tell him his deepest, darkest secret. He's a blackmail. And I was like, I would be fucked. I would be legitimately fucked because I have told so many people my deepest, darkest secrets. Literally. Literally. Like, I have nothing left to hold over my head. And that's how I've lived my life. And it really hasn't come to bite me in the ass. Because if anyone comes at me and they're
0: like, well, blah, 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 my bitch, I know.
1: Like, I hate
0: myself for it already. So, but think about that. Think about what you just said. I don't want to. So uh... that if you tell everybody everything already and they have nothing left to hold over your head, how are they supposed to hurt you? It's a form of self-protection. Mm-hmm. It's almost like self-deprecation. Like if I make fun of myself before somebody else does it, then it's not going to hurt because I already did it. So if yeah. I already tell you all my shit. There is nothing you can come back and tell me that I don't, don't already fucking know. Yeah, like, bitch, who told you that? I I told you that. So you, yeah, like, you do it. I, so I don't know if it's so much that you overly trust people or is that you don't trust people. So you spill it all out because you're like, well, they're going to f- probably fucking hurt me anyway. So I might as well just not have anything for them to be able to use against me at some point
1: maybe but like also if i'm thinking my deepest darkest secrets and i would tell it on the podcast but i cannot yet stay tuned for like three years from now um but like some of my deepest darkest secrets that steph knows like i'm not ashamed of those at all in any regard you shouldn't be like i'm just not and i even think like to just like some tiny little things i just i'm just not ashamed of them like I was a bad person. I have made bad decisions. I've done bad things. But like I've grown from that. So I'm no longer ashamed of those things. Why CGI? you know. You know what I mean? So like Yeah. I it also comes from a point that I'm just not embarrassed about it and I think it makes me
0: more interesting. So <laughs> I think we get embarrassed about things we've done in the past because we don't always necessarily know why we did them you know, because I used to be like that. I used to fucking dwell on some of the stupid shit I did. And then as you get through your healing journey and you look back on certain things, you're like, wow, like maybe that was just my grief coming out when my grandfather died or that's how I reacted to something when my brother was at in war and I was home taking care of my mom who was battling cancer by myself. You know what I mean? Like you're not like trying to make excuses for things, but like I remember I hit a point in college where, like, I was super stressed out and I was like, what the hell? Like, my life is no more stressful now than it was when I was in high school. Like, my life in ways is way less stressful when I was in college than I was in high school. But I just felt it way more. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you kind of, like, look back on certain things and you're like, oh, like... That makes sense now why I reacted that way or didn't react that way or why I lashed out at somebody for something. Because you weren't dealing with the other shit or you hadn't dealt with it.
1: It's so funny that we did this episode unintentionally after we did the episode about forgiving yourself, right? Because I have been sitting here wanting to say like, Okay, fuck it. I'll tell it on podcast. But like, I was sitting here like, oh, if I want to tell a story. So when I was in eighth grade, I got wrapped up in a group of girls. Um, and they really like liked me as a friend. And it felt good to be liked. And I was searching for my identity desperately because my identity was half caught up in wanting to be accepted by my mom. And then everything that my mom kind of stood for and believed in and what she fought for so hard when i was in school is kind of everything that everyone else was against Mm -hmm. you know or it wasn't cool to be a mega christian it wasn't cool to be a mega republican or to even be involved in politics at that level because you're in fucking middle school and just not a lot of kids are at that age and so i found a group of girls that like liked me and they wanted to be my friend and I got caught up and they made a fake phone call to a girl um telling her mom that she was pregnant. It was the abortion clinic. It was Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was involved in that. Now, I didn't say anything. I wasn't the one who spoke. I believe I didn't speak at all. Like, 90% sure. If you're listening to this and it was you or you were involved, please remind me. And... Uh, um, but I think I used my phone. Like I was the three way. I was the person who kind of like I dialed the number, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when the police traced the call, because that's how serious it was, I got pulled into the office. It was a whole thing. It was I was humiliated. And so going back to forgiving myself, you know, I I apologized to her. I sincerely apologized to her. She probably still hates me to this day. It was a horrible thing. Um, but. I would never do anything like that going forward from that point forward. Like I learned my lesson. I forgave myself, you know, years later and I trust myself enough not to do something like that again, of course. But like that goes even deeper. I trust myself not to get so lost and just falling into any group of people that will accept me because I'm so desperate to be liked. But I've also grown a lot from that period. So I think you have to forgive yourself and kind of understand why you did things, not make excuses, but give yourself some grace and understand the actions behind the really bad mistake.
0: And yeah, because we've all made them. Like we've all done shitty things to people. We've, especially as kids and teenagers, like peer pressure is a real thing. I mean, Everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to have friends. And it takes you a long time to realize that friends are truly about quality and not quantity. You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, even, I mean, it's even hard, too, when you just have certain friends that do shitty things to people. You know what I mean? And you may not agree with their choices and their actions, and you may not do those same things, but you're still guilty if you don't step up and say something like, like you said, you didn't stop the girls from making the phone call
1: guilty by association. Yeah. You're guilty. You by know association. what's so funny and what kind of resonates with me to this day. I only remember there was three girls involved, not including the girl who he made the call to, but there's three girls involved me. Um. Damn. I don't want to say names. No,
0: I wouldn't say names. me and two other girls. Yeah.
1: Um, and so the other girl that was involved that I remember, I don't remember the third girl for some reason, she was a friend and I had her forever. we have been friends forever. And therefore, you know, my mom and her mom were somewhat friends, acquaintances. Um, when all of this happened, of course, her mom and my mom talked. And all I can remember is that my mom was pinning so much of the blame on my friend because she, I believe, was the one who talked, and I don't even remember what the girl did—the one that we called—I I don't even remember what she did for them to feel like she deserved this. Um, but I just really vividly remember my mom placing the blame so heavily on her, and we would have—we had this argument. I'm like, "God damn, it's my fault too!" Like, I pressed call, and she's like, "But you didn't talk," and I'm like, "It's my fault too," and I remember as a child being like it's my fault too and she was fighting so hard to the point where my friendship with that girl non-existent from that day forward yeah i haven't i don't even think i've talked to her since then and we were really close um and that has nothing to do with well it has everything to do with trusting yourself because i knew even back then that it was just as equally as my fault
0: yeah, you were taking accountability for your part, you know, and that's part of learning to trust yourself is holding yourself accountable. Like it's, it's all a big cycle. You know, you're learning to trust yourself by holding yourself accountable and that builds your confidence. So you make, you continue to make choices about your life and hopefully they're good choices. And if they're not, hopefully you learn your lesson from the bad choices so that you can Make better choices in the future. Like, you know, it's not, unfortunately, it's not a perfect fucking science. And even when you think you're making a safe choice, something can still make it not a safe choice.
1: Yeah. Because there's but- other,
0: especially if there's other people involved in the situation, you can trust somebody more with your fucking life. But if they choose to act in a certain way, that breaks that trust that's on them that's not on you you know like you can't control other people's actions you can only control how you react to them and if somebody does you wrong the way you trust yourself is that when somebody has done you wrong you trust that you are going to make the correct decision and the best decision for you Moving forward, not in their best interest, in your best interest that you're not going to yeah. continue to let them hurt you or you're going to hold them accountable for their actions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's you have how you to trust, trust yourself.
1: When you choose to trust someone. Do we have an elephant in here? a relationship? I think she fell on well, the fall off the couch. I think she rolled off the couch. Um. I think that when you choose to trust someone, whether it be in a friendship, a relationship, um, a coach, a therapist, you know, you have to weigh all of the outcomes, all of the potential outcomes with somebody who has been hurt or experienced loss or has mental disorders, um, mental illnesses, whatever it may be. Everyone kind of questions everyone. It's just, I think, I think that's a thing correct me if I'm wrong and you're listening to this and you just trust everyone. But you know, everyone's a little wary of new people. And when you make the decision to trust someone, I think in the beginning until they've been able to prove themselves over time, because that's how trust is built. You just kind of have to trust that you're going to handle it the way that, like you said,
0: it's best for you. I started to laugh because it reminded me of when We always bring up our one, one upping conversations and that's how we built our trust. Like, Oh, you think your life is fucked up. Let me tell you Mm -hmm. how fucked up my life is. Absolutely. We became besties. We trauma dumped.
1: (laughs) But like, honestly, that's like that TikTok. Would you like to form an alliance? Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. Yes. Um, But, um, but yeah, no, just, I think, but also comes with a lot of self work too oh, like absolutely. you want to recognize how you want to handle the situation so if you start dating someone it's like okay jamie how am i going to handle this if they cheat on me mm-hmm. am i going to slash their tires or am i just going to walk away
0: I am i going to walk you know, away as i'm slashing after i slash
1: their tires We supposed to be more, <laughs> we're supposed to, are we going to put a tracker on their car or are we going to just walk mm-hmm. away you don't have to laugh so hard. Yes, okay. I put trackers. I trying professional trying trackers. It was my vehicle, <laughs> goddammit. it. Anyways. I was trying not to spit my soda all over the place. <laughs> I'll never forget that night. Oh, my God. We put the by... James Bond music rolling up to the car. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Uh, um, But, I mean, it's... You know, like, when I was 16 and my ex-boyfriend, like, really broke my heart, I fucking was stuck in this cycle with him for like a six year period where like he would disappear and then he would come back and then he would disappear and he would come back and, and I would just keep falling for it. And I just, you know, sometimes we're so desperate. Like you were saying to be liked or loved or whatnot, that we don't trust that ourselves, that there's, there's better out there and there's you, you don't have to put up with this shit. Like, you can make a better decision for yourself to move forward. You know, like it a lot of it is practice, like it takes time and it takes practice and it takes effort and you have to not be afraid to fuck up Like because you're going to fuck up. We all fuck yeah, up. It when, doesn't matter if when you, you were... are 12 or you are 30 or you are 60, like you still fuck up. Like,
1: yeah, when you are on the path of trusting yourself and learning to trust yourself, because it's the same concept technically as learning to trust another, you have to prove it over time, you know, right? So you have to prove to yourself over time that you can trust yourself and you can look on past experiences and how you've grown. But some things are things that you've never tried before, you know, Um, and you have to trust yourself that you can do it. So when you are starting that journey, you have to accept the consequences of your actions and, you know, also remember to accept the praise that comes with your accomplishments. Like you just, you're going to trust yourself. And I think for a lot of people, like we were saying, you know, a lot of people that listen to our podcast and just generally everybody in the world now has experienced, uh, um, they either have mental illness, anxiety, depression, whatever that may be. They have some form of trauma. Everyone, almost everyone on this planet has lost someone. Um, and I think from that, uh, most people have experienced some form of anxiety. Oh, yeah, and definitely. I feel like that's a really generalized statement. And I don't mean to downplay anxiety because some people's are super severe um, and other people's are just mild stress. And I don't mean to downplay it, but it's just
0: there's a range. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So
1: I think that you need to become really familiar with your body, your physical body, when you are learning to trust yourself.
0: Because... Well, yeah, because your body gives off a lot of signals and cues. And like you were saying earlier... In the kitchen, you know, people mistake getting the butterflies as being a good sign, but like, no, 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 bitch, that's anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're learning to
1: trust yourself, you have to you have to learn the difference between anxiety and intuition. And your intuition is built upon this foundation. It's this culmination of like all of your mistakes and accomplishments throughout your life, and everything that you have going back to the beginning of this podcast, everything you have experienced. And you have to make that list. It is imperative to make that list of your failures and your accomplishments and what you've learned. And so, like, and that, that I believe is your intuition. It's your life experience and what you have witnessed and seen and what you know to be right and wrong. And it's your life experience mixed with, like, help me out here. What did you just say? It's your life. Your intuition is your life experience mixed with knowledge. Because there's some things you have. Like once you've learned better. Yeah. Like how would you define your intuition? It's things that you have experienced personally. But obviously, we as human beings have not experienced everything that there is to experience. So it's just some things that
0: you've learned about. And or. Well. That's tricky because your intuition, like, is sometimes can lie to you. Uh, I don't think your intuition lies to you. I think we just choose to ignore it. So then we think it's nine out of 10 times when I get a gut feeling about something, I'm right about it. I just sometimes choose to ignore it. Yeah. So but... then you feel like you can't trust your gut because you went against your gut and made the wrong decision. Because I know in certain situations in my life, I knew the outcome was going to be the exact outcome that happened. But I chose to give somebody the benefit of the doubt that he was going to make a better decision than he did. And let's just say he did not. (laughs) Fuck them hoes. Um... (laughs) But I I think that's where hold on. That's where intuition gets sticky. Let me, let me Google this. Let me see what the, the Google says. So what I'm trying
1: to say here is like, maybe this is anxiety. I don't know, but hear me out. So like, let's say in extreme case, trigger warning, you were raped. Mm -hmm. I was raped. Right. And let's say it was very traumatic, which it was for me. And let's say i had bad sexual experiences consensual sexual experiences after that right and Mm -hmm. so then in my mind i've formed this belief and it's not necessarily that's a bad example because like rape is something to fear i'm trying to think of something that has happened over the course of time in your life that isn't necessarily fearful or anxiety producing, but that you believe to be true. That is like inherently negative and yuck and like not right. It's just not correct, but it's how you, your mentality is. So you call it your intuition because it's not necessarily anxiety. Does that make sense? It's a belief that's wrong.
0: I, so I think what you're getting at is like, like when you believe like a toxic cycle to be like normal behaviors, Kind of thing? Because you're of, but not really. So, because it says your intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. Okay, so, but how is instinctive feeling built? I would from experience. So, like, so, like people who are good at reading energies, generally, like you know how they always say, like kids instinctively know who good people are and who bad people are. Mm-hmm. They just, they just fucking know. Just like dogs, dogs always know who the good people are and who the bad people are. Like they just, they always know. Like it's just an instinct. It's something that just goes off in in you. That's just like it's like a radar.
1: But you don't think that maybe that quote-unquote intuition, I'm being the devil's advocate, was formed based off of how they were raised. doesn't always have to be traumatic, but something in their childhood, just how they were raised, period. And that is now a part of their limbic brain system. And so they see that, and they identify that as a threat, whereas someone else would not.
0: You're and maybe talking it's about like, like in in Okay, so what... I think you are correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're getting like intuition and conditioning. Like you're I think you're talking about like conditioning. That like when you lose your intuition about things and Ooh, you know Oh yeah.
1: There we go. Hold on. So plug. like Jaselyn, Jace, are there elephants?
0: She's making something in the microwave. Oh my god, is she? But she doing... is a she is a herd of elephants just by her lonesome, all like what eighty pounds of her, seventy five pounds of her.
1: I don't know. I need to wear,
0: but but I think yeah, that's no. I think that's what you're getting at is that, and correct me if I'm wrong. That it's like conditioning where, okay, perfect. Ex- uh, I don't know if this is a perfect example, but. there was a TikTok I saw once and it was a dad and his three teenage daughters. And he looked down at his phone, pretended he got a text and he goes, Oh, Billy's coming over tonight. You girls should go put on some more clothes. Yeah. And the three girls looked at him and they were like, okay. Cause they were wearing like, and mind you, they were wearing like a sweatshirt and like short shorts. He's like, go change before he comes over. Now those girls have been taught That when a creepy guy is around, you just put more clothes on. Instead of being taught that I'm not going to allow somebody who is creepy into your space and into your environment.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of conditioning them. Yeah. So you said it perfectly. It's just, it's conditioning. So it's not necessarily, they never were harmed by the creepy guy. Right? Yes. So they have no reason to fear the creepy guy. They were just conditioned to believe that you're supposed to put on more clothes. Yes. That's exactly what I was getting at. So it's like I think it really comes down to it all comes back to healing, but it is unlearning some of these things. And once you unlearn them, then you can better trust your intuition. Yeah. But I think that it's kind of it's kind of similar to the experience that I was talking about earlier. That I had the other day when I was having a conversation with a family member of mine, and everything in me was like, I want to screenshot this to Steph and Nellie, and I want to know if this is good for me to say when I initially responded, my very first thing that I said.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And before I send it, because I wanted the validation, and I was like, no. And I sat there and that TikTok that I had watched, I had watched it one or two days prior to this whole incident and i sat there on the back steps and i was like i don't feel anxiety i feel peace and so what i have done is right it is kind it is accurate it is my feelings and i am going to send it and i didn't and i felt so at peace with that and that's kind of how i've started gauging my ex my decisions is listening to my inner compass my moral compass You know and paying attention to my body
0: i think you're also getting more comfortable with putting yourself in uncomfortable situations so you're trusting yourself that you can make those decisions for you you don't have to have all the anxiety because you've you've been doing the hard things james like you've been putting yourself in situations that you haven't wanted to be in and you've been doing the work to get through to get you to the other side Because I know the conversation you're talking about was not fucking easy to have. And again, that's why I told you, I hope you are proud of yourself because you did it. Nobody could have had that fucking conversation but you. You trusted that, first of all, not only did you trust yourself, but you trusted the timing. You were like, okay, I'm not in a place two months ago to have this conversation, but today I am. Today, I am in a right place, a right frame of mind. And you even took time to evaluate each response you had and say, is this still a good use of my energy? Am I still on the right path that I want to be with this conversation? Like Where three months ago, you would have thrown the phone and hid for like five days because the anxiety was too much.
1: Yeah, well, so... Well, everyone can hear, hear Disney now. It's a magical life or whatever the fuck the slogan is. Anyway, so... Yeah, no, I think... And it's kind of funny because I trusted myself enough five months ago to know that... If this relationship was going to end, I was not capable of ending it in a healthy way at that point in time. And that I was bound and fucking determined to work so hard on myself that in the future with no with no time frame. I didn't set a time frame, but in the future, that it was my goal to be able to end this relationship, if necessary, in a way that felt good to me. If that makes sense. Like important. I didn't want to walk away being like, fuck you, you fucking bitch. You're selfish. You hurt me. This, that, and the other. Like I wanted to be able to rationally, calmly, and logically explain everything I wanted to. And that felt like yesterday, so I did. And when she shot back, and I think, like I said, it hurt because that was the first time i had ever genuinely and calmly explain and rationally explain my feelings. And so when she wrote back, I took the time to read it. And granted, it was only like 10, 15 minutes. I didn't sit on it. This was an active conversation. And I wanted, to, I wanted to trust myself enough to point out all of the forms of subtle abuse in that response and so i did like i went through and i reread it like five times and i was like this part is gaslighting this part is um manipulation through guilt tripping like and i was and whatever else i said to you last Mm -hmm. night but um and then and then i shared the conversation and yes then at that point i guess i was somewhat asking for validation from a few people being like was i right did i get the answers right You know, have I studied hard enough?
0: I think, but I think there's a difference in the way you approached it because you weren't asking before the words had already been said. There was no taking it back. There was no saying, "Oh, sorry, can you just not read that last text message I sent you and uh, delete it?" Because I got a, I got a better one that I want to send you. Because this is what Steph said I should say, but this is what Nelly said I should say, and you know, the five other people I asked. Um, but no, I only you, asked three. I, I'm just kidding, but I'm you, just you trusted yourself, and that's mm-hmm. that's part of the process. So you deserve a high five. High five.
1: <laughs> I should high five myself. She did. But I think the point <laughs> being is when I sent the initial one, when I was writing it, I felt no anxiety. And then when she sent her response and I was like, I'm not going to respond to this. And I had to really identify the feeling in my body because I was feeling like anger. And I already explained to you that the reason I felt angry is because I felt that there was injustice because the beliefs that she was talking about and pushing my way, I felt that they were harmful in general, no longer harmful to me because I know better. And I know that I am worthy and I am enough and I am whole without believing necessarily what she believes. But I, I personally believe and you know, it has been scientifically proven and studied, but that's besides the point that some of those beliefs that she was discussing were harmful. So I felt that there was injustice. So I had to really sit in that feeling before I responded to her because I had told you initially, I was like, I'm not even gonna respond to this. It's not worth my energy. I don't know if it's worth my energy. But I felt that there was this like injustice. And I'm like, there can't be people in the world that go around saying these things to people because it is not okay and it is so invalidating and it is so wrong. And I had to sit and I was like, okay, I am angry. I am angry. I am, but not so angry to say hurtful things, but like, I am angry and this is not anxiety. This is anger. And so I calmed down and I wrote that message. And as I was writing it, once again, no anxiety, just like this calmness, like the words just flowed out of me because I had spent five months thinking about what I wanted to say and focusing and reading and learning about myself. And then I read it and for the first time, sometimes I reread it one time and I usually reread messages like five times editing all of the, yep. the mistakes and the misspelled words and this because I cared so much about what this person thought about me and my grammar and I wanted them to take me seriously and I only reread it once and the only goal of rereading it was to make sure that my point was could be understood. And as I reread it, I felt no anxiety. And I like almost on autopilot pressed send. Like I was just sending you a, hey, what's up? Like I just pressed it. Like it was no, and yeah, it was a huge fucking feeling. So then I came in the bedroom and when I told you I was going to vomit, it was simply because I just pressed the message like that. It wasn't, I was joking around with
0: you. Like you didn't have have to think about it twice.
1: Yeah. But that was really the feeling behind why I was like, oh my God. So, I say all of that for the listeners to know that's really the difference between your intuition and your anxiety, your fear.
0: Yeah. Fear can definitely be paralyzing. And that's a whole other episode. But, and for me, oh, shit.
1: And for me, I think I just had a realization. I think I never had anxiety out of fear of this person. I think that I had anxiety because and fear because I didn't trust how I was going to mentally respond to her responses. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in a long time, I was like, I know who the fuck I am. I know what I've been through. I know why I am this way. I know why I respond this way. And nothing you can say can tear me down. Nothing you can say can tear me down any longer. So I'm going to send the goddamn message because I am not afraid of your words.
0: motherfucker. mic drop.
1: Episode 13. I love you. (laughs) And I hope you're proud of yourself. (laughs) I am proud of myself. I've been proud. I've been riding this high for two days now
0: bitch you better be i told you he's on that lizzo shit
1: i i want to be on well i know lizzo lizzo is better than beyonce sorry oh yeah definitely sorry to all the bay fans out there you should see this face that was making (laughs) what are we talking about next are we having logan on
0: next we're supposed to record this weekend aren't we Um, we have to get up with her and find out what her schedule is like, but, um, Facebook, but I haven't opened it. yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know what our, um, next episode will be about. So that's TBD to be determined. Um, I can't wait Hmm. to talk to Logan. Everybody's so excited. Everyone's gonna gonna love her. A hoot and a holler. (sighs) Who? <sighs> <in a hole. laughs> um. Let me
1: trust yourself. <laughs>
0: what would you just say? I said trust yourself. Trust yourself. It's better than fuck yourself. So, um, um
1: for some people. <laughs> oh my goodness! Some people do it better by themselves, but that's another episode. <laughs> it's all to podcast. never be aired. <laughs> That's an episode in, in our kitchen at 2 a.m. next Thursday. What? I have work on Fridays. At 2 a.m. next Friday night, Steph and I will be chatting Are you inviting about
0: people to our house?
1: No. Oh. No. They're going to hack the laptop, remember? Oh, right. They can hear right. us talking about this. Um, I'm try. I was trying to figure out. Who I we know. Were gonna shout I'm trying to carry on a conversation. This, this is why I don't have a podcast by myself. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we have go the- down
1: a bunny hole real fast. A bunny
0: hole. So there's the video game lounge podcast on the Creative Brain Candy Network. Uh, have you heard about this one? No, I don't really play video games. I play phone games. They say join us every week as our three clueless elder men words are hard. Millennial hosts discuss beer, video games, life, and a ridiculous amount of tangents. I, I'll have to listen to that one. So That's a video game lounge podcast. Hmm. Looks like they talk about some fun stuff. So I'm just watching stuff. If you phone. are a, a video game person... Check them out. I'm sure they got a lot of fun stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't know the first thing. It would be like listening to an entirely different language.
0: As for us, stay tuned to find out what us crackheads, hot messes, talk about next time. To find out what us talks about next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> words talk- are hard. But us <laughs> so is grammar, apparently. <laughs> it was. You hey. see that screenshot. We made it through an hour and seven minutes. Plus the additional like three from
1: three minutes from that we started recording. We yeah. did it. Be proud of us. My is still Ooh. being an elephant. No, we are proud of us. Oh yeah. We I hope we are proud of us. <laughs> I hope you are okay, Yoda. <laughs> I hope you are. I hope you guys are proud. Hoping that we are proud of us. God bless, Branklet.
0: <laughs> On that note, we love you. Stay <laughs> wild. Yes, trauma children.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Till next time.